0: Hello, I'm Kathy Davidson, and welcome to our women's meeting. There are a group of women here and men that are endeavoring to walk in the kingdom of God, endeavoring to walk in the power of God. And God is ministering to us, teaching us, leading us into his kingdom. And join me and let God minister to you. Let's open with prayer. My heavenly Father, I thank you. I thank you. Father, I thank you. There is nothing impossible with you. Nothing. You stop the earth from turning. There is nothing impossible with you. Open our ears that we can hear. Open our eyes that we can see. Open our hearts like you did for Lydia that we can attend unto the things which are spoken. Turn us from darkness to light, from the power of Satan unto you. And Father, A spirit of grace on this meeting. A spirit of grace. That spirit of grace on this meeting. I ask for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. If you will turn with me to Exodus 34. We are talking about, this is kind of a series that that I've begun, that God has leading me to do, and I call it, What the Gospel Bought. What it bought for you. And the gospel bought benefits, big benefits for all of us. What the gospel bought. We have talked about how the gospel bought forgiveness. We talked about justification. We talked about how the gospel bought us uh, peace with God. Peace with Jehovah. We talked about how he, uh, Jesus took all the curses on him. We talked about how he made Jew and Gentile one man now we're going to spend today uh, in, I'm going to spend a little different than some of the other people in this ministry that have ministered the gospel and its benefits. I'm going in a different kind of direction because you know what? God uses the heart and you can only minister what God has put in your heart and you can only minister what you have revelation of. There is no way I can take Dole's messages and preach them. Why? Because they're his messages that were given to him by the Holy Ghost. But you know what? God gives me messages by the Holy Spirit also. And he uses what I've got in my heart to minister to you. And we're going to go start in Exodus 34. We're going to look at prosperity today. But you might see it in a different way than you've ever seen it. I love how God ministers. I love how he talks to me. I could spend hours, hours, I love spending hours in the Spirit, God talking, teaching, opening the Scriptures to us. All right, Exodus 34. We're going to begin prosperity in Exodus 34, verse 6. It says, And the Lord passed by before him, before Moses. Do you know that God came down, came down, and stood before Moses? Not Jesus, this is Jehovah, came down to talk to a man. Moses couldn't see his face, but he got to see his backside, his back. Jehovah. God said, no man can see me and live. Not even Moses. But Moses saw his back, but he came down and talked to Moses. And what did he talk to Moses about? He was telling Moses exactly what he's like. So we're going to listen to the words that God spoke. We are not going to listen to the words that your preacher spoke. We're not going to listen to the words that your grandmother told you or your grandfather because they might not have been true words. But we know that the words here in this Bible are true. We know that the one that spoke them here is true. So we're going to look at these words and we're going to find out what God's like. Do you know if you've ever wondered, and I know you have because God puts that in your heart, if you ever wonder what God is like, he's right in here. You won't hear him all the time from a podium. But you'll hear him in here if you ask him to open him up to you. He will show you what he's like. He will even talk to you about what he looks like. It's beautiful. Now, I'm going to begin in verse 6. And the Lord passed by before Moses and proclaimed, the Lord, the Lord God, merciful. Did you know God Jehovah was merciful. That's the first word he uses to describe himself. That is the first word God uses to describe himself. I am merciful. Did you know that? When you know that, it's a little easier to go to him. He is merciful. The second word is what I'm after. And gracious. Gracious. God is gracious. Did you know that? They didn't teach me that in Sunday school. They taught me he had a big stick. And he was just waiting to butt me on the head with it. If I misbehaved one iota, that is not the words of God. That is not in this Bible. God describes himself as gracious gracious i had a grandmother that was gracious you'd go visit grandma she'd give you anything in the house i mean if you wanted fried chicken and she knew how much i loved fried chicken every time my family went there guess what we had for dinner fried chicken my mother used to laugh well we know what we're going to have for dinner today At, at 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 you know, at my grandmother's house, because this little girl liked fried chicken, so she gave me fried chicken. She made good fried chicken and mashed potatoes and gravy. Yeah, we didn't have biscuits in Pennsylvania. We had homemade bread. She was gracious. Well, guess what? The second word that God uses to describe himself, he says, "I'm gracious. I'm gracious." I'm gracious. I shared this, but last week I was I was out praying by myself in the morning, it was still dark. And I said and I was looking at these words because God was leading me there, and he said, and I said, Gracious, what is an example of your graciousness? I mean, you know, back and forth conversation. He answered immediately. I gave them houses they didn't build. I gave them wells that they didn't dig. I gave them vineyards that they didn't plant you call that gracious i call that gracious did they deserve it no read god will even tell you you guys don't deserve this but i'm going to give it to you anyway why he made a promise to abraham He made a promise to his friend Abraham that he would give Abraham's descendants houses they didn't build, lands they didn't buy, wells they didn't dig, vineyards they didn't plant. Why? Because he's gracious. Do you know that's the way God wants to treat you? Did you know that? Did you know that God is gracious to every man? Do you know that he wants to be gracious towards you? And just as a side note, I want to show you the next part. And long-suffering. Oh, thank God he's long-suffering. He is not there with the big stick. He is long-suffering. Long-suffering. He suffered the Jews for 40 years. Sometimes I think that's how long he takes with us. Thank God. Thank God. He's long-suffering. And then the next word, abundant in goodness. The English Standard Version doesn't say goodness. It says abundant in steadfast love. Love. The NIV, New International Version, says love. Love the new um, international version and the um, new revised version says love. Abundant in love. Did you know God is love? That's in the first epistle of John. God is love. He doesn't have love. He is love. Well, if he is love, then he has to love you. Doesn't that make sense? If he is love, he has to love you. Even in your rebellion, he will love you. He sent Jesus when you were at your worst. He sent Jesus when you were in the pit. He sent Jesus when you were in your sexual immorality. He sent Jesus when you were in your debauchery, in your riotous living. That's when he sent Jesus. Why? Because he is love. He sent Jesus when you were full of self-righteousness, there wasn't anybody as good as you. He sent Jesus anyway. Thank you, Jesus. He sent him for you anyway. So how do we, what is this about prosperity? Turn with me to Isaiah 61. You are, I am speaking, I, I used to say when I grew up, I was both the, the country mouse and the city mouse. My, one of my grandparents grew up in the hills of Pennsylvania. Some people would consider them hillbillies. When I first was, when I was little, when I was little and, and potty training, they had nothing but an outhouse. If any of you have been in an outhouse, when you're a little kid like me that's a big hole. Well, they had this, this outhouse was deluxe because it had a large hole and it had a little hole for us little guys. It still was a big hole. That's what the, my, my, father's, my father's parents were. Thank God, right after I was potty trained, they put the first toilet in the house. It was downstairs in the basement, in the middle of the basement. Now, this house is 100 years old, over. And, and the basement in the middle, I mean, they had uh, tree trunks that held the house up. This was, this, you know, this was an old house. This was built a long time, long time ago. And, and, and in the toilet's in the middle of the house. I'm, I want to set this up so you understand where it came from. Now, the, it was, there, there was no walls around the toilet. So they, they put a, a shower curtain, they hung it behind the toilet. This is an old toilet, Folks. And they put it behind the toilet. But it had a, an opening, so you could see through it. No problem, except on the other side of that shower curtain with the split, you could see the coal pile, because the furnace was coal. And so they would put coal down the chute, and it was a great big pile of coal. And then Grandpa would shove it into under the furnace, you know, in the morning. He'd stoke up the fire, literally. And the house would warm up. Nobody got out of bed until Grandpa got up first. So he'd warm up the house. Well, now that's, that's okay, you know, looking at a coal pile. Except, you know where rats like to hang out? In a coal pile. And every once in a while you'd turn around look, and you could see their little beady eyes looking right back at you. Now, when you're a little gaffer, go ahead and go to the bathroom. Facing them. they weren't going to come my way so that was one parent the other parent lived in de roseburg pennsylvania right outside of pittsburgh nice home built with the rock of the Halo river thick 18-inch walls they were they were not well to do but they were what they they did well my grandfather did well beautiful house three-story in a basement of this 18 inch rock so I was a country mouse and a city mouse I saw both sides you know what I loved them both I loved them both now with that let's go to chapter 61 of Isaiah and it says the spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek If you look that word up it means poor it means poor the spirit of the Lord is upon me isaiah speaking what is he speaking with the spirit of jesus coming right out of his mouth the spirit of the lord is upon me because the lord has anointed me to do what to preach good tidings unto the meek how do we know that's jesus go with me to luke 4 verse 18 these are the first words of jesus in his first real sermon his first words in his first real sermon He's come out of the wilderness. He's gone into the synagogue at uh, Capernaum. And that's where he lived. And I'm going to begin in verse 14 of chapter 4 of Luke. He's just come out of the wilderness. And he goes into the synagogue. And Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit on the Galilee. Now he's never done a miracle until he came out of the wilderness. Why? Because he had to have the Holy Ghost. And he had to learn how to walk in the Holy Ghost. You know, you can be baptized in the Holy Ghost and not be able to do anything but speak in tongues. But you know what the wonderful thing about that Holy Ghost, that gift of God is? It'll lead you, teach you Jesus' words so that you can do the works of God. Now, Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit unto Galilee, and there went out a fame of him throughout all the region round about. And he taught in their synagogues, being glorified of all. And he came to Nazareth. I'm sorry, it's Nazareth, where he was brought up. And as his custom was, you see that? This isn't the first time he's spoken in a, in a uh, synagogue. And as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up for to read. And there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah. And look what Jesus does. He says, and when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written. He didn't close his eyes and open the book and start reading. God was directing him. The Holy Ghost in him was saying, go to to Isaiah 61 and look what the Messiah, look what our Savior said. Look at what our Savior said. He said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Jesus speaking. He's got the Spirit of the Lord on him. Because he has anointed me. The Spirit of God anointed Jesus. You know, that's why they, they say his last name. That's why he has the name Christ. That means anointed. Jesus, the anointed one. He said, because the, he has anointed me to do what? What is the first thing that Jesus says he's going to do? He's going to preach the gospel To the poor. He's going to preach. The gospel. To the poor. Why is he going to preach the gospel to the poor? Because God anointed him to do so. Because God anointed him. To do so. So whose idea was it. To preach the gospel to the poor. The father's. That's one of the reasons he sent Jesus. That is one of the very first reasons he sent Jesus. To preach the gospel to the poor. You know that word poor when you look it up. It means to be destitute of wealth. Destitute of position. Destitute of influence. Destitute not having enough do you know that God knew we were poor did you know that God knew we were poor do you know that that's the reason he sent Jesus he said the first thing to preach the gospel God sent me he anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor Not just so they could feel good. God is gracious. He's going to take away the poor and He's going to give it what they need. He's going to bless them. What is it? Acts says, For the Lord sent Jesus. He sent Jesus to bless us. To bless us. God didn't send Jesus to make it worse. God sent Jesus to bless us. Jesus said, he didn't send me to condemn you, he sent me to save you. Did you know that that word save means sozo, And part of that means prosperity. It means to get you out of your poverty. That means to get you out of your poverty. The Lord sent Jesus to preach the gospel, the good news, the death, burial, and resurrection to the poor so they'd be rich. So they'd be rich. You know what I heard growing up? That only the godly were poor. You had to be poor to be godly. That is not in the scriptures. If that's the case, what are you going to do with Abraham? What are you going to do with God's friend, Abraham? Abraham was not poor. Why wasn't he poor? Because God blessed him. Because God blessed him. I love it. There's a uh, I think it's a o- o- I think was. Uh, had land in israel when david was king and the they had brought the um the ark of the covenant and they did it wrong and the two priests died and david was so scared he left it right there at the guy's house and on his land he just left it there didn't know what to do with it don't touch it people die well guess what that land that was owned by, I think it was, and Un- 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 it starts on o- o- Niphal or something like that, he got really blessed. I mean, the man was blessed. I mean, everything was producing. And David, finally, somebody went and said, Do you realize how blessed that guy is? And David said, We better go get it. We better go bring God back to where he belongs, the, the, the Ark of the Covenant. Well, you know what? God wants to bless you. Do you know if you got Jesus in you? he will bless you why cuz you got Jesus in you if you got the holy ghost in you you're going to get blessed the holy ghost in you is not to condemn you not to bring you down it's to bless you to bless you that's the gospel that's prosperity it's being blessed now turn with me to isaiah 53 and we'll see how Jesus did it cuz he bought it he bought it dearly isaiah 53 I'm going to begin in verse 5. But Jesus was wounded for our transgressions. We taught this several weeks ago. If, you know, get, get on my website, kdwol.com, kathydavidsonwateroflife.com. Get on there. Start listening to these tapes over and over. They will minister the Spirit to you. It's not me. They will bring this stuff out of your heart. Now, verse 5. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities on that tree. It says the chastisement of our peace was upon him. The chastisement, the correction, the punishment, the discipline, the chastisement of our peace went on Jesus. How? It says it in Hebrews, the eternal spirit working with Jesus on the cross. Put everything we needed to have peace with God. Now, this word peace is shalom. Is shalom. There is something very special about this word peace, about shalom. It doesn't just mean quietness, it means everything you need. Shalom, it means being made whole. It means welfare. Did you know that the correction, the punishment, the discipline for our welfare was put on the body of Jesus? It says he became a curse for us. So our welfare was put on Jesus. It's also safety. It's also health. It's also prosperity. Our prosperity was put, whatever it took, to make us prof- prosperous. Whatever it took to make us prosperous, Jesus paid for. Why? God is gracious. Did we deserve it? No. No, not one, no. All sin comes short of the glory of God. Not one of us deserved it. No one of us even asked for it. But he did it anyway. He did it anyway. He made you prosperous anyway. Isn't that beautiful? Why would he do that? Because he's a God that is love. He is your heavenly father. Whether you like it or not, the father in heaven is your heavenly father. You did not sneak into earth. It says in John that every person that's born in this earth has been touched by Jesus. The life came from Jesus. Your life, when you were, when you, when that conception happened, the life, the spark was Jesus. So you didn't come here by accident. And you know what? Whatever it was going to take to make you prosperous, Jesus paid for. Dearly. Dearly. It was put on his body on the tree. Go with me to 2 Corinthians 8, 9. Oh, how I struggled with this verse. You know, the just shall live by faith. You know, this doesn't happen until you believe it, until you have faith in it, until you commit to it. Then you will see it come to pass. Why? Because the Father said the just shall live by faith. Jesus said the just shall live by faith. Zac, uh, was it? Um, Hezekiah said, "The just shall live by faith." And Paul said, "The just shall live by faith." The writer of Hebrews said, "The just shall live by faith." They'll live by faith. Now, 2 Corinthians eight, nine. Paul speaking. He said, "For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the grace, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the grace, what we don't deserve." But we get it anyway. That's grace. We get it anyway. That's grace. We don't deserve it. He gets it anyway. Why? Jesus paid for it. Because of the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich. Did you know Jesus had a house when he was here on earth? Do you know his house was in Capernaum? He had a house in Capernaum. Do you know that by his own, when he walked, he fed and took care of all the disciples that hung out with him? Every one of them. The man was not poor when he walked on the earth. He had his own house. He was in his house when those four guys came and wanted their friend healed. And they couldn't get him healed, so they climbed up on Jesus' roof, broke up the tile... (coughs) devil hates that and puts the guy down right in front of Jesus in his own house. It says, it says Mark, was it Mark? Mark two, verse one. He was back in the house. He found out he was in the house. He found out he was in his house. That's why he didn't get so upset. It was his house. His house. And he fed those disciples, fed them, cared for them, made sure they had lodging. And when they were out in the wilderness, if they didn't have any food, he made it. That's prosperity. That's prosperity. If you don't have anything, we'll make it. I want to tell you something. The gospel, the power of God is in the gospel. The power of God is in the gospel. That gospel works everywhere. Everywhere. It works everywhere. Why? Because God is everywhere. It'll work in heaven. It'll work in hell. It'll work in America. It'll work in the deepest, darkest jungle of the Amazon. It'll work in Africa. It'll work in China. It'll work in Russia. It'll work in Europe. It'll work in Greenland. It'll work in Antarctica. Why? Because it's the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ who was sent by the Father. The Father, if he has to make you prosperous, if he has to put a gold mine in your backyard, he'll do it if you need it. He will do it. Quit looking at your economy. Quit looking at the, your government. Quit looking at your job. Look to Jesus. R. W. Schambach has the coolest story about prosperity. He was preaching in a in a town. I think it was in I think it was in Pennsylvania. He had a church there. No, this was no, this was out in Arkansas. I think, and and he was little church. God, you know, God, you start out little, and, and he was preaching a little church. And he was preaching about prosperity. He was preaching, you got to give for it to work. And a farmer came up to him and he said, I have no money. And R.W. Shambuk says, you got something you can give. You got something. You got this. You don't have to always have money. And the farmer said, well, I sell eggs. He said, right. Schambach said, all right. Bring your eggs next week as an offering. And the man said, you want me to bring eggs as an offering? Shambuk said, yeah, bring eggs. He said, you want me to bring like 10% of my eggs? Shambach said, yeah, bring them. He said, all right. It better work. How do you like that for people? He said, it better work. Next week, and it's funny, the next week, he brought a basket of eggs. He said, here's my offering. Shambach said, okay. Guy drives home. Shambach is shaking in his boots. Lord, you better make this work. You better make this work. You better make this work, or my time in this city's done. He said. The next Sunday, he was driving up to the church, and he, he couldn't even look. He said his wife. He said, "Is he here today?" She said, "He's here." And he's like, "Lord, you better had make this work." He gets out of his car. The man walks up to him, and he goes, "My eggs, my hens laid more eggs this week than they have ever laid." God can work in anything. You don't, oh, if you don't have money, there is something God will show you you can give. Let God do what God can do. Amen? Now, 2 Corinthians 8, 9. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor. When did he do that? when he was on the cross. He laid everything he owned down. He lost it all. He lost the clothes off his back. The man died with nothing. Nothing. They even were throwing lots in front of him. Who got the coat? Who got the coat? Who got the clothes? They divided everything he had into four pieces with him. And they they threw dice. Who gets it? Says that in the, it says that in the Old Testament. Well, guess what? That happened on the cross. He became poor. Why? That you, through his poverty, you through his poverty, you see where the poverty went? You might be rich. You through his poverty. He became your sin on that tree When they put that tree up, when they put him up on the cross, your sin went on that body. That eternal spirit working with Jesus made sure every sin you were ever going to commit went on that body. Every sickness and disease you were ever going to have went on that body. All your poverty went on Jesus. He became poor he became as we used to say dirt poor he became poor he became poor for you for me that's where our poverty went that's where it went and it was paid for the chastisement of our peace was on him Jesus paid for it and after three days the father said that's enough that's enough Jesus in hell and he raised Jesus out of hell and he brought him back put him back in that body and he made that body well that body had nothing wrong with it except it kept the marks in his hands and the mark in his feet and his side so we'd know who he was. So we'd know who he was. And when that happened, you and I became prosperous. We became prosperous. But the just shall live by faith. It's already been done. But the just shall live by faith. And you know what it says in Hebrews? It says in Hebrews that... um, It says, they must come to God knowing he is God. And that he's a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. So do you believe that God is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him? Do you believe that? Would you trust in that? Would you trust that God sees where you're at? What you're doing? What you're thinking? Thank you, Jesus. What you're thinking? What you're doing? Where you're moving? Where your job is? Do you believe That God would reward those that diligently seek him. You know what? God will put you where, and I'm going to say it, then put your money where your mouth is. If you believe that there is a God and he will reward those that diligently seek him, he says, you must give. You must give. Why? That is a principle of God's. Give and it shall be given. Give, and it shall be given. You know, for years I gave thinking that's what I had to do. And I was right. But I never believed the second part. And it shall be given. It shall be given. I love it how God says in one of the last prophets, he said, Put me to the test. Put me to the test. Do you know, I began to give to God when I was in college, long before I came to Water of Life, because it was in my spirit that I needed to tithe. I was a waitress working in a little dive called Country Kitchen. I made, if it was a good night, I made 15 bucks. This was back in the 70s. My salary for the year, my IRS, you know, when I turned in my my income, was $3,000. But I gave 10%. That's, that's all I knew back then, how to do it. I, I just thought, you know, you need to give 10%. I gave it to the penny. To the penny. I wish I still had the notebook. I wrote down what I would get every day in the, with, to, with the, the, the tips. And at the end of the week, I'd add it all up. And, and then I would divide by 10. And, and I'd give it to the Methodist church. That was I going. They were so impressed with me. They gave me my own envelopes with my name written in gold on the front. You know, and, and sometimes I only gave like 12 bucks because that's all, you know, I only made 120 that week. Do you know that that's during college? Have you ever had to buy college books? Have you ever? And, and, and God supplied everything I needed. And you know what else? My car didn't need repair. Or if it did, it was something my, me or my father could fix. I mean, he kept me. I always had my books. Some of them were used, but, you know, who cares? He supplied every need I had. And then in the middle of that, I moved into an apartment with a roommate. And, and God supplied our needs. We always had food. We always had everything we needed. The bills always got paid. Even in giving. Why? That he would reward those that diligently seek him. You've got to prove to yourself God is God. You've got to prove it to yourself that God is God. And you've got to give. And you give what God tells you to give. And it's not going to be a huge amount to begin with. It's faith to faith. I started, uh, I remember after I started giving that 10%, I gave another, and and, you know, I didn't make a lot. I gave another $10 a month to uh, my boyfriend's brother who was in the mission field. And I'd send him $10 a month. I knew it was right. And God blessed it. God blessed it. God blessed it. And then when I came here and learned more about giving, and I've shared how God led me to believe that Jesus took my poverty on his body so that I'd be rich. And I'm a grammar teacher. I taught seventh grade grammar. I taught fifth grade grammar. I taught third grade grammar. That word might is not in the original transcripts. That you be rich. The, you, do you remember conjugating your verbs? I am. You are. He is. Uh, they are. We are. No, Yeah, we are. You are. Are. We are rich. Through Jesus. Through Jesus. And he will lead you. He will show you what to give. He'll show you where to give it. It says in the Bible, you give where you're taught. So where you're learning the word. That's where you give. It's easy. But then that prosperity starts to work. It starts to work. They told me in college that there was going to be no teaching jobs for my graduating class. I graduated in 1980. They said there's no teaching jobs out there. There were so few of us that got a teaching job. It was pathetic. Most of us, a bunch of us decided to stay in college and get their master's degree. Like that was going to help. There weren't any teaching jobs because there weren't any money in northeastern Ohio. Only a few got a teaching job. Guess who was one of them? Me. Me. God made sure why. Because I was with Him, I was trusting Him. And out of three, I think the, the, the people that hired me said they had over 300 applicants for one position. The woman just happened to decide to retire that year. Why? Because Kathy needed a job, and I got it out of 300 applicants. And you no, know, I, you know, I, I used to think I was something special. Yeah, the only special thing about me was I had Jesus in me, and that's plenty. That's all you need. That is all you need. You don't need talent. You don't need an intellect. You need Jesus. I have watched. I love. You know why we have fewer women here now? Because they've gotten jobs. They believe the gospel and a bunch of them are out working today. Thank you, Jesus. They needed it. And God brought it. Why? He paid for your prosperity. He is required to prosper you if you follow him. He's required. And you know what? He loves to do it. He loves to do it. Why? He's gracious. He has children. And he loves to give gifts to his children. He will get you that job if you will go believe him. If you will commit to him. If you will commit to his word. If you will commit that you will believe what his word says. If you will commit to that gospel, that that's where your your poverty ended on that tree. He brought me through some hard, difficult times where there was no money. He did. I went through days where if I had two bucks and 30 cents, I could feed six people at the grocery store because that's all I had. He walked me through every step. I shook some days, but you know what? We walked. We never drowned. We were never without food. And God brought us through. God brought us through. He took the poverty away. Do the same. Commit to that gospel. Give. Put God to the test. You can tell God, this is what it says. Prove it to me. Prove it to me. He says, Make me prove it to you. Amen. I get thanks, Jesus. I thank you. Father, I thank you. I get thanks, Father. I thank you. I get thanks, Father. I thank you. I get thanks. I get thanks. Father, I thank you. Father, I thank you. Father, I thank you. My heavenly father, I thank you. My heavenly father, I thank you. You're the one that put Jesus on the tree. My heavenly father, I thank you. 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 I break this curse of poverty in Jesus' name. I break the curse of poverty in Jesus' name. I break the curse of poverty. In Jesus name. I break. The curse. Of poverty. In the name of Jesus. I break. The curse. Of poverty. In Jesus name. I break. The curse. I break. The curse of poverty. In Jesus name. I break. The the curse i break this curse in jesus name 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 I break I break this curse in Jesus' name. I break this curse. I break this curse in Jesus' name. I break this curse in Jesus' name. I break it. I break it. I break it. I break this curse in Jesus' name. I break this curse, I break it, I break it, I break it, I break it, I break it in Jesus' name. I break it, 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 I break it in Jesus' Can I pray for you? Father, I break this curse over her life in Jesus' name. I break this curse over her life in Jesus' name. I break this curse now in Jesus' name. I break it. I break it. I break it. I break it in the name of Jesus. I break it. I break it. Third, fourth generation, I break it. I break it. I break it. I break it now in Jesus' name. I break it. I break it. Third, fourth generation, I break it now in Jesus' name. I break it. I break it. jesus name i break it third fourth generation i break it i break it i break it i break it he hung naked on a tree to break it i break it in jesus name i break this curse Break this curse. I break it. 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 I break it in Jesus' name. I break it in Jesus' name. I break it. I break it. I break it. I break it! I break it! There is no difference in Jesus. I break it! I break it! Third, fourth generation, I break it! I break it! Amen! I break it! I break it in the name of Jesus! I break it in the Name of Jesus. I break it in the Name of Jesus. I break it, I break it, I break it, I break it, I break it in the Name of Jesus, in the Name of Jesus, in the Name of Jesus. I get thanks, Jesus. I get thanks, Jesus. I get thanks, Jesus. This witchcraft, this witchcraft, you come out of there. This witchcraft that this curse brought on, you come out of there. You have no right in this body. Come out in Jesus' name. Come out, you wicked spirit. Come Come out. Come out. Come out. Come out. Come out. This witchcraft. Name come out come out come out oh yeah you will come out in Jesus name come out in the name of Jesus 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 Come out! Come out! Come out! Come out in Jesus' name! Come out! Come out in Jesus' name! doing? Is it better? Honestly? Pain where? Amen. I get thanks. I get thanks. I get thanks in Jesus' name. I get thanks in Jesus' name. I get thanks. I get thanks. thanks. All this fear now come out in the name of Jesus. You spirit of fear. You spirit of fear. You come out of her. You spirits of fear. Come out of her in Jesus' name. This spirit of fear. This spirit of fear. This spirit of fear. This spirit, fear, this spirit looser in Jesus' name. This spirit of fear looser. Looser, 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 In Jesus' name, looser, looser. In Jesus' name, looser. In the name of Jesus, looser. This spirit of fear fair fear. a spirit of fear. <laughs> <It's> fear, <laughs> of fear. <laughs> Looser in the name of Jesus. <laughs> Looser. <laughs> Looser. <laughs> Looser. <laughs> Looser. <laughs> Looser. In the name of Jesus. Looser. <laughs> Looser. <laughs> Looser. <laughs> Somebody else ministered this spirit of fear to you. You come out of her in Jesus' name. You wicked devil. I get thanks. Come out of her in the name of Jesus. Come out of her. Come out of her. Come out of her in Jesus' name. Looser. 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 Looser in Jesus' name. Looser. Looser. Looser, 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 you wicked devil, looser. Looser, 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 looser looser in Jesus' name, amen. Looser, 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 looser in Jesus' name, amen. Is that better? <laughs> that's alright I get thanks Jesus Amen. I, get I get thanks God. I get thanks we're going to stop at the moment see you next week thank you for joining Kathy Davidson and the ministers of music from Water of Life Church she would love to hear from you you may reach her by email at kd at kdwl.com. Or you may write her at Kathy Davidson, Care of Water of Life Church, Post Office Box 861-327, Plano, Texas, 75086. You may find her on the internet at www.kdwol.com and on Facebook and Twitter. Until next time, God bless.